Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. I'm very happy to say it's time now to look at stories from around the world. And to do that, we're joined in studio by our guy, John de Burger Butler. Jonathan, how are you today? Tom, how are you? I'm very well. You're heading off to Spain first, where I am. The, the bullfight is still very central to the culture, but, but um, argumentatively so. Argumentatively so is right. Yeah, this is the Supreme Court in Spain, which has ruled against the socialist-led government there. Because they said they were wrong to exclude bullfights from a list of events that are available to young people uh, through a, a, vou- a culture voucher, right? So this is what they call the Bono Cultura Joven, all right? The Youth Culture Voucher. And it means that when you turn 18, you get 400 quid worth of vouchers to go to various different events, right? It sounds like such an amazing, great idea. Great idea. Great idea. And wow. 50% of them are, uh, you can spend on cultural events like museums and festivals and concerts and that kind of thing. But... A a notable absence from that list was bullfighting, right? So the the voucher didn't include attending bullfightings. And obviously there was people who were upset about that. One particular uh, organisation called the Fundación del Toro de Lidia, if that's how it's Beautiful actually pronounced. Spanish going on. You're, you're very confident of that. <laughs> well, sure, look, uh, there you go. But anyway, it's some sort of foundation that <laughs> promotes bullfighting anyway. They took this case against the government and they said, look, uh, bullfighting is one of Spain's most distinctive uh, cultural expressions and this was censorship and an attack on freedom, of course. Sure, isn't everything an attack on freedom isn't these days, Tom? So the court has actually found in their favour. And yeah. it's interesting because it wasn't just some willy-nilly decision that was made it was actually grounded in law right and a law that was passed in 2013 which actually protected bullfighting as um, a part of Spain's cultural heritage right so it has legal recognition so the judge was able to turn around and say well look we find in your favour because it is actually legally recognised mm. so you're going to need to stick this on the list and are the lads of, okay uh, with vouchers. that they're not going to protest it they're, they're not challenging it uh, the the ministry that's responsible for the vouchers basically said look we accept the decision but then others of course have come out and said well that law from 2013 protecting bullfighting needs to be reversed or amended. Right. That's so, at the heart of it all. That's at the that heart of it really, yeah. There are probably lots of people who think bullfighting in this day and age, lads, are you mad? And yeah. And there are people thinking it's part of, one of the first things you think of when you think of Spain. Yeah, it is. And, you know, as far as I know, the last time I was there anyway, it was, that's a good few years ago now, but it was on TV and, uh, you know, it's, and it's still broadcast the same. like sport. Is it still the same? There's no, they haven't introduced a more humane I version. I don't know. I mean, that was a good few years ago the now. The bull gets off with good behaviour and like that. I no? don't think so, to be honest okay, with you, right. but I'm open to correction. All right. Uh, interesting now in Ethiopia, a word mm-hmm. I haven't heard since uh, studying 14th century kind of European history, a schism. Yeah, absolutely. Happening uh, as we speak in Ethiopia and something that the country as a whole doesn't really need. Now, it's a huge place uh, with lots of different um, ethnic groups in it, like a population of about 115 million people, you know. Ethiopia is that big, wow. It is. And many people would say, including people in Ethiopia, that it shouldn't re- it's one of those places that shouldn't really be a country, but that's maybe for another time. One of the things that kind of holds it together is this church, the Ethiopian Orthodox Tewedo Church, right? From now on, we're going to call it the EOTC, right? To save confusion. And that is one of the oldest Christian churches in the world, right? It's been around for about 1700 years. And as I said, it, it, it does keep disparate pockets of, of groups in Ethiopia together in, okay. in some way, right? But there is one group within that which is now 
breaking away from it. Three bishops um, from the state of Oromia, okay, which is down in the south of the country, uh, have decided that they and their population, their followers and their supporters aren't being served properly by the EOTC, the central church. So they decided in January that they were going to break away. They did that by appointing representatives to their churches. These were three bishops, so they appointed representatives to various different churches around the region. Uh, And obviously that caused quite a bit of tension. It was seen as illegal by the EOTC, um, but this breakaway church are kind of going ahead with it and it's causing problems, right? So three people died last week uh, as a result of this takeover. They apparently were trying to protect this church for the EOTC, which which the new church was trying to take over. And then special forces and got involved and, and three people were shot and killed. Right. So that is a bad turn in this particular story and it's causing major tension in a country that really doesn't need it. They're only a couple of months out of a civil war in the north of the country. So right. it's potentially word, very God, problematic. A schism. Un- unbelievable. Um, you'd wonder what, what the differences in the churches are. But um, to move on to India and, and you talked about the cultural things in, in Spain. This is uh, far more serious. Um Child brides, it's kind of in certain sections of their population. It's It's been something that's been going on for a long time. Well, it is something that's been going on for a long time and uh, it's very difficult to deal with. And it's not it's not great when you have the chief minister of a state, in this case, Assam, sort of taking it into his own hands to deal with what he sees as a social problem, right? So he's saying that he's going to war on underage marriages and he expressed alarm over soaring underage pregnancy rates. So on January 23rd, he said, right, we're going out and we're taking people in who are involved in this. The men, the parents, the priests who are involved in underage marriage, right? It's all going to be illegal. And we're looking at it and from a Western point of view, I suppose, Mm -hmm. have to be careful here, but we're looking at it and we're sort of saying, well, that's great idea. You know, these Mm. young girls are being exploited and there's no doubt about it. It's quite big numbers too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, huge numbers. But the problem is that in some instances, these men are being taken away and the women themselves, who may well have been married underage, but are now in a relationship and depend on these men to bring home the bacon as such, are now left without a, a, a breadwinner. So what we're seeing on social media and in various different reports are women going to police stations and pleading with police to let their husbands out because they have no food. Right. right. So this is the, the contradiction, if you like, and, and, and the problem with this. So, so far, nearly 3,000 people have been arrested in connection with cases related to child marriage across that one state in Assam. I don't know if I mentioned the state, but Assam yeah. is where it's happening. So it, looking at it, it seems to be that you can see where he's coming from. But his, his approach to just make this year zero, yeah, that sounds very heavy handed. Yes. And, and what's happening is that it's been dealt with retrospectively. So what you're getting is women who are in their mid 20s or later, whose husbands are being, or parents are being taken away and they're doing very drastic things as a result. Uh, there was one where I won't get into too much detail, but there was one. Uh, issue of a 25-year-old woman who got sort of so wound up about it and didn't want her parents to get in trouble that she decided to take her own life. Oh, my God. So it's it's very extreme. And, and while, as I said, on the face of it, it seems to be a good move, it's yeah. not been executed properly. Right. Um, we move on. And are we going to Canada next? Yeah, Canada. Right place. Um, this is bizarre. This Yeah, horrible story, God, I'm afraid. A horrible story that you can't make sense of. Yeah, and and the police are still trying to make sense of it. This involves a driver, a 51-year-old driver who ploughed a bus 
into a daycare centre, um, into a creche, effectively. This was north of Montreal, and he's now been charged with first-degree murder among nine other charges that have been levelled against him. It happened on Wednesday. And when he ploughed the bus into the creche, uh, he simply stopped, uh, got out of it, took off all his clothes and started screaming, apparently. Now, some parents who were nearby and, and a worker managed to, to sort of apprehend him until the police came away or came along and he was taken away and uh, taken to hospital. He's already appeared in court, but we still don't have a motive. We don't know. But the police are saying it isn't likely to be terrorist related. It's not related, terrorist related. Uh, it's not terrorist related, they're saying. Um, he was he was working for the company for 10 years. Had, the bus company. Yeah. yeah, the bus company. He had a clean work record, no criminal history. So nobody knows why he did it, unfortunately. And he had to kind of go out of his way to get down yeah. this street, didn't he? Yeah, actually, I have to say I was quite impressed by the reporting for the source that I got this from. I can't remember yeah. what the source was now, but they, they basically said that there was a good bit of evidence that's, which showed that it wasn't an accident. You know, so there was no skid marks. I, he didn't try to stop. He went straight into it. The bus stop that he would normally park outside or park up to was quite far away from where he ended up. Um, so, um, yeah, all, all suggest, everything suggests that he knew, well, I wouldn't say he knew what he was doing, but he, he did it. it was, he had a point yeah, to it, it and that's why he's been oh charged God. with murder. Yeah, yeah. Drowned, two, two, four, children two children died as a terrible. result. Yeah. Um, in Brazil, uh, illegal minors being um, expelled from indigenous lands, is this a bit of a turnaround? Is this a bit of a post- Bolsonaro turnaround. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. So Lula has only been back in power since January the 1st and he's already been up to visit this part of the Amazon. Um, 16 members of uh, one particular tribe were airlifted out of the jungle, you might remember, about yeah. uh, two or three weeks ago because of malnutrition and he was he made sure he was there for the photo op. Um, which is a good thing and this is why I suppose yeah. I'm ending on this story because it is a positive note he's he's doing his best here and what they're now trying to do is drive out the illegal miners that are operating in this particular part of the world right they think there's about 20,000 of them operating there and they are affecting various different groups uh, within this part of the rainforest so they're trying to just break up their supply lines they're trying to you know get rid of their trucks and apparently they burnt a plane and and seized various different uh, weapons that these illegal uh, miners were using so rather than going in and sort of attacking them and trying to get violent with them and driving them out they are um, trying to cut them off and hit them where it hurts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, because they're really hurting this tribe, aren't they? The uh, Yanomami tribe. Yeah, the Yanomami the, tribe. The effect yeah. on them, they're they're the genuine untouched by civilization yeah, type, aren't absolutely. they? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, well, there is, there is they're, they're not, they're not one of the untouched, but they're not far off, sure, yeah. uh, really. But there's about 28,000, they own this part of the, yeah. the, the world, right? Um, so the, the, the miners shouldn't be there. Um, there's about 28,000 members of this particular uh, tribe uh, there still. Um, and because of what happened with Bolsonaro, he basically gave miners and loggers and everything else free reign. Um, and so all of that has to be reversed now. And so that's, this is where it starts. But he's doing quite well, isn't he? He's, he's trying to find jobs for the um, illegal miners. He's, yeah. he's, he knows they're poor people yeah, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. No other yeah. choices. Yeah. And, and he's doing what he can. It's a bit of a turnaround from the dark days. Oh, of, yes, absolutely. Of you yeah. must be saying. Absolutely. Um, in the week ahead, things to watch out for? Yeah, I think uh, Thursday, the Berlin Film Festival is starting uh, this, uh, this Thursday coming. And then Friday, would you believe, it's the 15th anniversary of Kosovo's Declaration of Independence. 
independence from Serbia. So it's still tensions over that, of course. Friday then in Rio de Janeiro, the Carnival, or the Carnival, uh, I think is proper pronunciation, yes. <laughs> starts. And then Monday, it will be very interesting, uh, Joe Biden is flying to Poland to mark one year since the invasion of Ukraine. Very interesting that he's flying yeah. right to the border of the conflict to uh cast an eye over hard so we'll to believe it's a year isn't it unbelievable yeah. yeah a year of war in Europe my god um, Jonathan thank you very much so much Jonathan Burke about the stories from around the world Moncrief brought to you by Avant Money think you're getting the best value from your bank think again weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.